Buck Showalter thought Danny Mendick was better than Brett Beatty. That's cool. Or not. The Mets lose three out of four to the Milwaukee Brewers. They're nine games under 500. We have officially hit the halfway point. 81 games in to a miserable 2023 Mets season as they are nine out of the wild card and one billion games out of first in the National League East. We react here on a new episode of Amazing But True to the series loss to the Brewers. Look ahead to the Giants series. And what do we think of Steve Cohen's underwhelming press conference? State of the Mets from Steve and State of the Mets here from me, Jake Brown, on a brand new episode of Amazing But True from the New York Post. It's coming up next. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Queens, New Mets take the field. So amazing. Welcome back to Amazing Mature, New York Mets podcast from the New York Post. I'm your host, Jake Brown. Follow me on Twitter at Jake Brown Radio. Follow the show at Amazing Mature episodes, Mondays and Thursdays. Nelson Figaro will be back Monday after the Mets probably lose on Sunday night to the San Francisco Giants. Watch us on the New York Post Sports YouTube page or subscribe on Apple or Spotify, or wherever you get your freaking podcasts. You just have to laugh at this comedic baseball team right now. It is terrible for your mental health watching this team. It is infuriating watching this team continue to load the bases, ground into double plays, not get runners home, bases loaded, nobody out on Wednesday. You walk and strike out, double play, double play, double play. It's a comedy show that you wouldn't pay a two-drink minimum for. You got to find the free one that doesn't make you pay for anything and leaves you not laughing. I've seen a few of those where it's cringeworthy. The Mets are cringeworthy. And Steve Cohen's state of the Mets was cringeworthy on Wednesday. His tweet got us all fired up, got us all excited. What did he tell us? The only groundbreaking thing he told us was that his manager, Buck Showalter, is safe. Right after I got the email about National Bingo Day, it was only fitting after I talked about the last show, that we'll see him at a bingo hall. No, we're not going to see him at a bingo hall. Maybe during the All-Star break, since the Mets, you know, Francisco Lindor, 69, nice, to 31% to Orlando Arcia on the All-Star team. I mean, the Mets weren't in the same stratosphere for the All-Star game. They didn't even invite Mr. Met to the All-Star game. They won't even have the churro nachos at the All-Star game. Hell, the churro nachos are gone after Sunday. The only thing that brought me happiness in churro nachos, see ya, you're gone too. I heard they're replacing it with a milkshake. Well, I'm lactose intolerant. I can't have a milkshake. Not even milkshake is bringing boys to the yard at City Field. Thursday was just 
just the cream of the crop icing on the cake. And it had to happen in game 81. We have officially hit the halfway point of this nightmare Met season. They lose three to two on Thursday. They fall to 36 and 45. They are nine games under 500. They are nine games out of the third wild card spot. And they are 17 and a half games out of the National League East. The Braves ain't losing. The Marlins ain't losing. The Phillies ain't losing. Hell, the Nationals aren't losing. The Mets are three and a half up on the last place Nationals. So while you're taking a dump at City Field, watching the Mets take a dump on the field, that dump might be in last place in the cellar taking a dump. Restock the Charmin. Wipe yourselves. The Mets are taking dumps and not wiping. Everyone's on the base path. Starling Marte twice. Are you kidding me? At this point, just bud. When you load the bases and you're the Mets with less than two outs, I want you to steal home or bunt because the inevitable strikeout, 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 pop out, or DP is coming up. Producer Andrew Hart asked me before the show. He's like, was it worth getting the Starling Marte Wakanda Forever bobblehead on Monday? Was it worth going? I said, absolutely not. I like Starling Marte last year. He has been almost unwatchable this year. And you give him a little bit of the benefit of the doubt. He had the offseason surgeries. You get it. Everything went wrong. But here it is, folks, the Wakanda Forever bobblehead. And I am so mad with this team. I hate to put headless Howie on here, too. I wanted to take this freaking bobblehead, and I wanted to pull the head off. I'm not going to sell it on eBay because it's worth 69 cents. There it goes. There it goes. It's Fisher Price. There he is. This is Starling Marte's 2023 season. It's gone. That's all it took. Meet the Mets. Meet the Mets. Step right up and beat the Mets. Haven't won a series in June. Haven't even won two in a row because the Mets really can't hit the ball. They really suck. Danny Mendick balls east side, west side. Danny Mendick pinch hits for your future franchise. Third baseman, Brett Beatty. Shit. But buck safe. Don't worry. This sounds like a man that's lost his mind. Like, I think Hart's just called like a local mental health facility. Nick Guzman on the intern is like, I quit. He was there and he was at the press conference. And we'll talk about that in a few minutes. Steve Cohen, who says Buck's job is safe. I don't know how you can say that. Listen, the Mets have a million things wrong. Buck Showalter's not one of the top guys on the list. But this team couldn't win two in a row in a month. They swept the Phillies June 1st. They finish off a sweep. Since then, nothing. They're 7-18 and 18 in June. They lost 18-24. The fact that like two games is not a win streak. But for the Mets, it's a win streak. They haven't been able to win two in a row. It's just unfathomable. You can't wrap your head around it. As we're at the halfway point of the season. And I want to like believe and hope to turn it around. But every time they win one, they can't win another. And Buck, like, what are you doing there, man? What are you doing pinch hitting Danny Mendick in the seventh for Brett Beatty? couple of things here. One, I get it. Lefty, lefty, righty, righty, whatever. First off, you want to go by that. Brett Beatty's better versus lefties than he is righties this year. 250 versus lefties, 245 versus righties. I get it. Small sample size, 32 at-bats against lefties. But you want to talk about small sample size? Danny Mendick. I will say Danny Mendick is a sharp-looking guy. But how are you going to pinch it in for the kids? Buck said F them kids. Put Buck Showalter's face over the Michael Jordan meme. Put it over there. And where it says F them kids, put Buck's face. 
because he refuses to play the kids. And when he does, he pinch hits for them. For Danny Mendick, five at-bats this season. What are you doing there? And Danny Mendick catches all the luck in the world by the third baseman booting it and keeping the inning alive. Yet the Mets still can't score in that inning. And then, of course, just how you draw it up, what would have been Brett Beatty's spot, folks, comes up in the ninth, and you're forced to pinch it Danny Mendick with Luis Guillorme, who hit what should have been the easiest double play ever. It was one out, and then Starling Marte said, strike one, strike two, strike three. Three strikes, you're out of the old ball game. I want to say, hey, they'll turn it around. Maybe Cohen's speech inspired them. You know, they won win for Cohen. They ain't winning. Jack, you know what? There's just no life in this team. There's no heart in this team. And it's so weird because last year was one of the best seasons of my life as a fan. And that's why you're losing your mind. At least I'm losing my mind. Guys like Frank loses his mind. All Mets fans losing their mind, taking mental health breaks, taking breaks from watching this team. Unfortunately, with the podcast, we can't do that. Instead, we're ripping heads off bobbleheads and knocking them over. It's it's really hard to fathom what has happened with this team. But the writing is on the wall every game. It's like, all right, pace is loaded. We're not going to score here. Of course not. And they had all the opportunities in the world to win this series, at least split this series on Thursday, and they did. And it's frustrating because outside of the quarantini, carantini, caratini, Max Scherzer's kryptonite's home run, Scherzer was good. You would have liked him to give you seven. He gave you six. I thought, and I'm not going to lose sleep over this, and I, I'm not going to yell a buck for this, but I thought he was pulled the trick, uh, pulled the trigger a little too quick on uh, McFarland, who came up this week, hit by pitch, a hit. Like I know, righty, righty, lefty, lefty. I get it. He's getting a little too cute with these matchups. Uh, like it's not like you're replacing him with like uh, Robertson or who, who, by the way, David Robertson pitched twice this week. Two games they were losing. Wonder where he was on Sunday. Hmm. He didn't come in his Sunday's game, did he? Oh, okay, play for tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow. There's always tomorrow. <sighs> this sounds like a man that has gone delusional. Listen, I've been delusional for 32 years on planet Earth. But for a team that had all the expectations in the world, they just cannot put it all together. There's something new every night, but it's really all the same. Losing baseball, bad baseball, no heart, nothing changes, nothing gets sw- switched up. I mean, the two moves this week that make you think, how does Buck's job safe are Danny Mendick for Brett Beatty and then Sunday not putting Robertson in the eighth with the bases loaded. And you felt that Sunday that was going to be a carryover, and it did. It really did. And you're seeing the frustration. You're seeing a lifeless dugout. You're seeing Alonzo throw his helmet, chuck things, him mad. Jeff McNeil hits did a extra base hit for the first time since the Obama presidency on Thursday. I mean, he's not doing anything on a day you get a homer from an MO. But the June swoon is real, 7-18. and 18, And this team will end the month without a two-game win streak. They might win Friday, but then they'll lose Saturday. Or maybe the calendar turns to July and it'll be better. Maybe they're just waiting for next week when Jose Quintana will finally make his Mets debut. Who would have thought David Peterson was the highlight of the week? David Peterson, who pitched great. He'll get one more start on Sunday when the San Francisco Giants come to City Field this weekend. The Mets were 50-31 and 31 through 81 games last year. It was, a, as the kids say, a movie at City Field. And I went to the games Monday and Wednesday night, and you could just feel depression in the air. You can feel just a fan base, lifeless. $4 tickets. At this point, they got to start giving away food and drinks. They got to start. They got to do Tuesday night dollar beer. They have to do something. It's The clock hasn't even, the counter hasn't hit July. I feel like my legs are walking, but I'm not really moving. 
my body's just like Wednesday, go to City Field. I'm like a robot. But there's no reason to go to these games. There's no reason to give this team your hard-earned money because they suck. They don't play with heart this year. And Buck doesn't manage with heart. This is the time to flip the table. You're halfway through. The clock is ticking. The standings are getting worse and worse. Every other team is winning except for you. Something's got to give here. And unfortunately, no one's getting canned. Unless, you know, Cohen has a 180 and changes his mind. He said in that glorious press conference, absolutely, they're here all year. Now, Epler, we knew that wasn't going to happen in the offseason if it does happen, which we expect it. He did keep emphasizing he's looking for president of baseball operations. He told Billy Epler, you hope that's Stearns and Stearns will be the guy. We'll see. And hopefully that guy makes the decisions and Billy Epler's either gone or maybe has a lesser role. You knew he was staying, but to solidify Buck's job is alarming. He continues to make just boneheaded moves. And listen, we amplify those moves and magnify them more when everything else is going wrong. So I get that. Listen, Danny Mendick, I mean, that's inexcusable. That's just pure stupidity. That's just brain dead. That's just brain dead. David Robertson not pitching Sunday is a brain dead managerial move. But we amplify those moves when you leave the bases loaded and ground into a double play, when Starling Marte swings at three pitches. But it's a trickle down. Each move has a trickle down effect to it. And you're seeing that. You're seeing that when Luis Guillorme had to come in. And I don't see that spot. And I joke about bunting always. A bunch should have been considered. Luis Guillorme is a good bunter. You know, Canna's getting a great lead off third. He's taking those big leads. Dribble down a bunt and he scores. At this point, you have to get creative. And there is nothing creative about what the Mets are doing. There's no creativity in load the bases, nobody out, walk, strike out, double play. There's no creativity in that. And it's a game of inches, of course, because listen, Starling Marte, that double play, the pitcher was about a centimeter from that heading his glove and that going in a different direction and that run scoring and maybe this being a different result, being a different podcast. I get that. It's a game of inches, but it's not going the inches the Mets way. It's going the other way. Yeah, I'll comment uh, when Steve says sell. Till then, it's pointless. It's just clickbait now. When he says sell, when he makes the, he he drives this. So it's pointless for me to talk about anything in the contract whatsoever. I'm here to show up to win. That's all I'm here to do. Continue to believe that we're going to win, but I'm not going to comment on anything because otherwise it's just clickbait. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Amazing but true. Jake Brown, New York Post, our New York Mets podcast. Follow me on Twitter at Jake Brown Radio. Follow the podcast, Amazing But True, and watch the New York Post Sports YouTube page. Go to that Amazing But True playlist. Give us a thumbs up on this video. Comment below. What do you think of Steve Cohen's press conference? I'll bring an intern, Nick Guzman, and producer Andrew Hartz here to talk to me about that. And again, Mets play the Giants 
Friday through Sunday. The Mets are nine games back of the Giants. If you know they want to start a turnaround, it starts with at the very least winning two out of three. But really, you need sweeps. Carrasco versus Cobb, Verlander versus Di Scalfani, Peterson versus TBD, and that's Sunday night baseball. So we'll likely be recording on Monday morning, hopefully with a special guest joining me and Nelson Vigoroa. But it's a series you have to win, and, and really, I mean, it's not going to happen because they can't win two in a row. But it'd be huge if you could sweep. If you sweep the Giants, I'm not saying the season turns around. But get yourself within six games, and then you're at least in the conversation. And nine games, playoffs and Mets aren't in the same sentence. At six, you could sniff it with Jose Quintana coming back. But again, it's a pipe dream at this point because they can't go on a win streak. So Steve Cohen got all cute parts of Nick. He he got the little baseball mitt chair. He got the little table. He had his water bottle. Everything was so cute and organized. You'll get it from me, is what he tweeted. What did we get? We got an older owner holding accountability saying, I'll take the blame, which I like. Obviously, this is better than the Wolf Bond. You're having an owner speak, take blame. That's all positive. Great. But I'm sorry. I wanted to see some frustration in the guy. I wanted to see a little bit more from the owner about this. And I didn't want him solidifying guys' jobs in the season. Say the Mets with 12 in a row. How is there holding accountability when you keep the manager? And I hate to keep picking on Buck. But I don't understand how you surefy a guy's job the way this thing, the way the ship is sinking. I don't know how you do it. You know, he said, if it, if we're in this position right now, I'm not adding. I'd probably do very little. There was no nuclear type of announcement. He showed his frustration. I didn't think he showed it enough. I would have liked to see a little bit more. And, you know, it was good for him to speak. It was good for him to hold accountability. But it clearly didn't do anything because they were lifeless on Wednesday. They were lifeless on Thursday. I mean, outside of Tuesday, this week just sucked once again at Metsland. 3-2, 5-2, 2-1. They pitched, they couldn't hit. Tuesday was the only day they hit, and they pitched. Do that once a week. It's the Jake Brown gym routine. Go once a week. You'll be healthy. And yes, Figgy did Photoshop those pictures I did tweet. You could check them out at Amazing But True of me in the gym with Pete Alonzo. I was not in the gym with Pete Alonzo. I was in there solo. And then when someone shows up, I had less of an urge to work out because I wanted it by myself. I don't like when people... So the triple anyway, this is the ADD podcast. Yeah, I didn't love what he said. I'll start with Nick here because Nick, you were there and it was a full room. You were there with uh WFUV sports and covering it. What do you th- you agree with me here, Nick? Because I, I just I felt like he he left a little bit to be desired in that press conference. I think based on the tweet that he sent out two days before saying, you know, you're gonna hear it from me straight. I think everybody was expecting some sort of bomb to be dropped, maybe some names to be named or a little more anger than he actually ended up showing. You know, that's the most packed I've ever seen that press room. Every heavy hitter from Mets media was there. Gary Cohen, Howie Rose, Decomo, all except for me, except for me, except for you, everyone else was there. He just kind of said that everything is going to stay the same. I think he was visibly frustrated, just kind of judging by his body language. He wasn't outwardly screaming. There was no Steinbrenner moment, but I think he is definitely frustrated but the, the kind of quote that stood out to me is that him saying that he's, you know, a patient guy and that if you, you know, fire this person, fire that person right away, that's not how you're going to attract good people to the organization. And I get that. But also, you know, the Mets are 7, 18, 7 and 18 in June, and this has been one of the worst months in the history of the franchise. So, yes, you can be level-headed and even-keeled, but I think when you call a press conference like that, you're expecting for something a little bit more. You know, if any, the only real thing of note that happened is that he – solidified that Buck and Billy Epler are going to be staying for the rest of the season. And besides that, it was just seemed like a, a whole lot of nothing, a calling of a, a huge meeting that kind of was going to shake the earth. And then, 
and then nothing really ended up happening. The earth is sitting still, Steve Cohen. You are nine games under. You're the most disappointing team in the sport, and you're sitting there like it's a walk in Astoria Park. You forgot your puppy. Oh, wait, you didn't, because when it was over, you brought out the little puppy. Little puppy. It was very cute, though. It was a very cute dog. They reeled you in, too, with a freaking puppy. They got me. Listen, the Mets vet dog. I support veterans here. You know, thank you for serving us. to bring the puppy after that garbaggio. The puppy. There needed to be more, and there needs to be more done with this team besides bringing up McFarlane and pitching your Hearts, as a Yankee fan, looking from afar. I tweeted, the Mets left the population of Delaware in the base pass, and the Yankees threw a perfect game. Yippee. What do you think of? I, I wanted to say Uncle Stevie, he might be slowly getting that uncle removed from me. He might be like my step cousin now. I don't know what to call him. Maybe he's my like my step uncle once removed. Like, I don't know what barrier he's moving down to, but he's not making me spaghetti and meatballs anymore. I'm not ordering Chinese with Steve Cohen. I'm not ordering a chicken parm hero with Steve Cohen. I might go to the Golden Corral with him and see him in the corner and wave. But I don't know right now if I'm walking with Uncle Stevie and, you know, seeing a Friday night movie. I'm going to see a Broadway show. I'm shaking Steve Cohen's hand and, you know, talking about the weather. And then I'm, I'm going about my day at this point. What do you think as a Yankee fan hearts about the presser? You know, it's funny you said that because I was kind of curious. Like, I haven't seen a lot of Uncle Stevie on Twitter recently. It's been a lot of, you know, Steve Cohen and Cohen's this and and, and Cohen that. Like, the, the honeymoon's over, right? Like, that's that's the vibe I'm getting. And, and this is year three now. And Bruce Beck, where he said... He goes, you know, you said you wanted to win a championship within a three to five year window. And you can tell at that point, like I was watching it. He was definitely kicking himself, like saying, man, you know, I, I guess I probably shouldn't have said that. Now, if there is anyone that could, you know, wield and, and throw around a lot of money and potentially put together another team after this year that could compete at Steve Cohen. But those are words that you're going to kind of start to eat a little bit here. And um, look, I, I think the biggest thing in my mind is that, like Nick said, Buck and Billy aren't going anywhere unless there's a big 180. I'm very curious if that leaves a door open for possibly Jeremy Hefner to get fired. You know, firing and hitting coaches doesn't really do anything, but firing a pitching coach when this team is severely underperforming with the exception of David Robertson. And I know Max Scherzer, Gary said it earlier tonight on the broadcast that he's been one of the more consistent pitchers that's fine but he still has a damn near four era there's a serious problem with this team in terms of pitching in the first inning and as of right now they're outscored 53 to 29 that's not good when you're playing from behind and you have your starting pitchers getting their pitch count up to the upper 20s in the first inning when you have a bullpen that is pretty atrocious outside of Robertson and probably rarely I think Rayleigh's having a decent year but that's a big issue so just because Buck and Billy are safe I could see Steve Cohen being a very quiet maniacal guy and making a big swift move that will garner some attentions but look you, you knew for a fact he wasn't flipping tables and and in that uh, press conference there but would I have liked to have seen a little more yeah I would have liked to him be a little more damning uh, because Buck Walter is not a damning guy. He, he doesn't call out his players, and you know maybe that's just the way things are now, but you would have liked to have seen a little more passion out of Cohen, I think. No passion like I do, Uncle Steve. <laughs> you are not my uncle. You have been removed from the Brown family temporarily. You can turn that around. Very interesting, too. 
that when asked at the end, he didn't really want to answer about Verlander Scherzer if they would be traded. So we'll see if it gets closer and the records stay similar to what it is. We'll see if if one or both. Now, they're not going to trade both. I'd be shocked. But Scherzer's had a good enough season where he would get you something. Verlander, I think his value is a little bit lower because he's been very inconsistent. But it's going to be interesting to see if one of those guys gets traded and what their approach will be. But play the kids. I mean, what what is going on with this keep playing Vogelback with the Mendick? I hate to keep repeating it, but you were nine games under, and the Brett Beatty hits all over the first time in six weeks, and he gets pulled in the seventh inning. And enough with Luis Guillorme. Enough. 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 The only thing he's good at is keeping a groomed beard, and even that's got rats in it. There's some mozzarella dripping out of his beard. Let me ask you, Jake, though, and, and he, he, here's what I'm kind of curious about. What do you want to ask me, Hearts? I'm genuinely curious at this point in time right now, when do they become sellers? Because you, you, you're, you're nine games. I mean, the division's gone at this point. Like, like that's that's that dream is dead. You're nine games out of the wild card currently. We're at the all-star break. All-star are, break. I think that's kind of where, like, you'll get a gauge. Because, like I said, they have these games coming up against teams in front of them in the wild card, which everyone and their mother's in front of them. I get it. But the, this is a stretch ahead where, like, you're either gaining ground or you're losing even more ground. And if at the All-Star break you're double digits out of the wild card, you got to start listening to every call from every team in the league and seeing what you can do. But you also have to have in mind when you are sellers, let me get pieces that could be part of this bullpen this year and next year. You can't be like, all right, let me get guys who aren't touching the major league field this year because you still need bodies out there. You need bodies. And not Danny Mendick, Vogelback. You need young players who have talent who could be part of the future of this team. So if you're trading away a Scherzer, you know, I know Vogelback can, and you're probably not getting anything, but if you're trading a, a big name away or trading someone away, you got to get someone who can help this team, you know, in 2024. Next year is a World Series year. I mean, you don't go into next year thinking, you know, let's, you know, let's get to the playoffs. Three to five year window, put that to the side for now. This was a short window with the roster you already have especially if you keep Verlander and Scherzer. It was tight. It was this year and next year. So next year is World Series or bust for this team. I know it's way too early to talk about next year, but you know, you're not throwing out the kitchen sink and, and you're done. Next year has got to be a championship year. And even this year, you got to still fight here. I don't want to see this team continue to lay flat with 81 games to go. I, I know I'm saying it's doom and gloom and it is, but there's 81 games left. There's a part of me that's like, this team could string something together and get to two games under 500. I mean, I can't see them in two weeks, 15 games under. I mean, I can, but I got to think there's some heart there. And that's what makes me mad about the Buck thing, because it's like, how are you going to solidify this guy's job when in two weeks this team could be 15 out of the wild card? Because at that point, no one cares. None of the players care. No one's showing up. They're trying these things, you know, mocktail weekend, come to the peanut club and get a mocktail. I want cocktails, not mocktails. You think I'm going to watch this product sober at the ballpark? Sober? Oh, goodness gracious. But, but think they're drunk. No, but Jake, but but here's the thing, though. And 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 the, the, the problem in my mind is that, okay, great. So you think that they could possibly get back. And, and you're right. It's a long season. But this upcoming stretch, they've pretty much failed. They've they they failed so far, and I have no reason to believe that they're going to succeed. You're facing the D-backs coming up, who are 48 and 34, lead the NL West. Which I mean, uh, if you want to compare a team to 
to the Mets currently, it's San Diego because you want to talk about underachieving. But the D-backs are, are, are just killing that division. And then you're facing the Giants who are in third place at 45 and 36. So you're telling me that the Mets can possibly make up ground on those two teams in the next six games here. I'm just trying to leave some room for hope here. I I agree. I don't think they're going to win, but they can't be the dead man walking forever. If they are, they're going to be airing on HBO next week and have a special. What was that show called? Is it Dead Man Walking? Walking Dead. The Walking Dead, yes. They are the Walking Dead currently, and that's the problem. But like, so here's here's the point that I'm trying to get at, though. And I I understand you're trying to stay positive. You're trying to stay positive here. But in my mind, you have players that are starting to peak right now who aren't long-term guys. Like, I'm looking at a guy like Tommy Pham. Tommy Pham is starting to find, like, he's turning it on. Tommy Pham's been one of the most. That's a problem when he's your best player. Congrats to him and great job with that tweet saying F you or whatever he did. I still can't follow what the hell happened with that beef. Although he did turn down an interview when I went to the field with Tommy Pham. Nah, I don't think anything against me. We had a you know mutual friend, but he was going back to the good. He did turn down the interview because he's been great, but it's an issue when he's your best player right now. It is. But honestly, I, I, you got to trade him. You got to move him. Like get something for him, honestly. And like, that's, that's the thing where I'm at right now, where I get it. You want to stay competitive. You want to at least try to compete, but there are certain guys that you should be moving at this point in time. You should be moving Tommy fam. I'm moving David Robertson. Also, once I know that this thing is dead in the water, I'm moving D Rob before he possibly gets hurt, pulls a hammy or whatever. Cause he is on the older side. You need to get stuff for these guys before it gets too late. Uh, Starling Marte. Do we have any uh, comments there? Double play. Double play. <laughs> I don't know how you kept that serious with this Marte face eyeing you down. If you're watching this on YouTube, it is Starling Marte's bobble head itself has replaced my head. I'm surprised it f- almost covers my entire fat head. That's crazy. Listen, yeah, I mean, fam, you have to trade. I mean, at least he's giving you value where you can get a mid-level prospect, maybe, or a reliever. So I'm pretty sure you would swap your face with Starling Marte's body, though. I think that's 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 the, the consideration here, yeah. What's with the guys with abs and six-packs sucking? You're supposed to be good. You're hot. The ladies love you, and you suck. Danny Mendick sucks. Josh Walker sucks. Starling Marte sucks. Marte was one of my favorite players last year, but his at-bats have become so predictable, and like, you just had a closer in Williams who killed the Mets this week, struggling, walking guys. First pitch, he's swinging at a ball way in the dirt. Roach has to be better. The bases are full. A walk is just as good as a ball in the infield. I can't say it's as good as a single because a single might score two and win the game. But a walk is as good as anything because singles with the bases loaded are like winning mega millions for the Mets right now. I'm pretty sure I know. I think all three of those were balls. I didn't look at like the pitch track. We can look, but... At least two of those were balls. Your approach has to be better. I mean, Starling Marte looked like he had 11 p.m. catch steak appointment. He had a reservation. He had to get out of out of there. Bro, summer club's closed at 8, so he wasn't going to summer club. Where was his reservation that he had one of the worst at-bats I've ever seen with the base load in the ninth inning? It's just frustrating because he was such a crucial part of this team last year, and he's been a crucial part of them losing. I don't know if you would trade him because I don't know how good his value is not that great right now besides the fact he could steal bases. But Pete Alonso is stealing bases. If I get a good enough lead, I think I could steal a base at this point. If you put a buffet at second base, I'm stealing second base. But close is only good in horseshoes. 
Stealing bases is only good in horseshoes. It doesn't make freaking sense at all. But stealing bases isn't going to do anything when no one's driving you in. You can run around the bases. Unless you're pulling an IKF and stealing home, it ain't doing you know what. The halfway point of the New York Mets season, we're going to do trivia, but we've we've gone long enough on this one. We're going to need trivia for the last two months. So we'll save trivia for when the Mets are 33 games out of first place. I, I'm convinced they might get to 30 games out. The Braves are not losing. And it's just really frustrating because you're seeing every other team in the division either have arms or call up arms that become effective immediately. The Mets have no one. McFarlane, Leon, Walker. Where is the talent in the organization? The talent isn't here. Whether it's Vientos, Mauricio, they're not here. Oh, don't worry, though. Sean Reed Foley and his his take-a-dump pitching rotation where he literally looks like he's sitting on a freaking toilet when he throws. He'll be back soon. He's rehabbing from Tommy John. Maybe he's the arm that the Mets really need. Reed Foley, get the ball to Adovino, get the ball to Robertson, and the Mets win the ball game. They win. Put in the books. But, Jake, the problem is that this is still essentially the carryover from the Wilpons. And, again, I don't want to th- – this, this is not to give Steve Cohen an, an opt-out here to say, you know, uh, well, you know, listen, I'm still working on things. Remember where the Mets were when the Wilpons left. And they were making moves. You know, don't forget about Brody. Brody did some pretty stupid stuff. And guess what? For a team that was trying to win in the moment, that was trying to make moves and and not really caring about tomorrow, you were caring about today. This is what happens. And this is why having a general manager that knows how to run a farm system is just as important. Now, let me ask you, is David Stearns coming? Do you think like at this point, because that's what, when Steve Cohen in in his in his non saying anything press conference, the thing that he did say, as, as mentioned earlier, was a whole thing about, you know, we're looking for consistency. We're looking for someone that, you know, we don't want to shake things up to. A, is that him essentially trying to plead to David Stearns to be like, hey, listen, see, you know, I know how to run an organization. I'm not a hothead. I'm not firing people because we suck currently. Like, was that his plea to David Stearns to be like, listen, we want you here. Look. Please come here. The play to David Stearns is one of my favorite movies as a child. Can you name that movie, Hearts? <laughs> I can't. I don't think I can. Blank check. You know, you know, check. Oh, that my movie? gosh. Wow. That's a throw. What a life that kid was living. Blank oh, check. Wow. Wow. He had like a pool, a mansion. Wait, 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 Nick, parties. Nick, do you know blank check? You're speaking Spanish right now. I, that's what I <laughs> Welcome to the Jake Brown Spanish Academy. Name that movie that this kid is too young to know. Play check. Ding, ding, ding. We have a winner. How am I going to do this till October? Don't worry, brother. Your wedding will be fine. I won't have the Met game on because I won't touch my house with a six-foot pole. Nelson Figueroa has been signed. I'm convinced that the Long Island Ducks would beat the Mets 3-2 and Starling Marte would ground into a double play in the ninth inning. Hey, they got Wilson Ramos. They got Ruben Tejada. If it makes you feel any better, Jake, uh, the the final strike to Marte uh, at the end of the game, uh, it was outside of the strike zone. So, yeah, he... Uh, All three were, were balls? The, uh, the first and third strikes, those were outside. I'm looking at it right now. Strike two was inside, Second one, was, one and three. It, it could either way. Although, home outside. plate umpire, um, who, who, who the hell was at home? He was... Uh, you want to, look, he was terrible. Yeah. He was... He was choices on both sides, but holy cow, man. I want to see his umpire report. Because that was terrible. So many calls, just awful. 
Don't worry, folks. The Mets are sending head performance coach Dusty Clark to the All-Star game. <laughs> what the f*** is a head performance coach? Excuse my French. Performance coach. What are they performing? What a head performance coach. I'm actually mad. Like when that game ended, like this isn't like acting. I know I'm legit fuming because I'll close it with this. I love going to Mets games. There is nothing more in the world I love doing than going to City Field. I grew up going to Shea. It was the highlight of my life. Going with my dad Saturdays, we go to sports card memorabilia show. We go to Shea Stadium. That was my thing. I didn't drink, smoke. I went bowling. I went to the movies. And I spent my bar mitzvah money on Mets games and sports memorabilia. I love going to City Field. I love the people there. They treat me well there. I have great relationships there. Great friends there. I love the food. It's just an incredible experience at City Field when this team was. Last year, you know, was magical. I mean, there were tears of joy so many times because of all the special moments this team has. And now to look at my summer plans and look at the rest of this Mets season, look at this podcast, and see them play like this, it's just so disheartening. And it's why I'm losing my mind because it's infuriating of a product to watch. From top to bottom, the manager, the owner, the GM, the players, the pitching, the hitting, everything is just pathetic. And it's not a product that you want to invest in being a part of. And to take away the thing I love doing most, and that's going to City Field and seeing my New York Mets. Because when I go there, it brings me so down in the dumps and feeling so low. It's frustrating. It's it's like, you know, it's it gets me emotional to think that I don't want to go to my favorite thing. The one thing I love doing more than anything, more than even eating. I mean, put them together, eating at Mets games. It's a beautiful duo. It's like a name of more iconic duo. I'll wait. Although the churro nachos are gone Sunday. F my life and the steak quesadillas. Grand Fresco's Cantina. I'll have to go in a story now. But there's nothing more I love doing. And I know Nick loves going to the games. I know Hearts even loves going to Mets games, the Yankee fans. There's a special aura about City Field uh, when the team is winning. Like last year, like 2015, even 2016, those magical walk-offs and moments. This team isn't walking off. They're not winning, and they're not a playoff team. And we're not even on July 1st. And that's why I'm hooting and hollering and screaming. Because there's way too much time in this season for this team to just lay down flat and give up. It's just, you know, it's a painful product. And it has me very mad. Now's the time. Second half of the year, 81 games remaining. It's time to turn it around. And I keep saying that, and I'll say it one more time here as we hit the second half. Show some life. Show us you care. Go on a win streak. Do something. Buck Showalter, be better. Billy Epler, be better. Pitch better. Hit better. Put it all together. There is time left. But time is ticking on the 2023 New York Mets. We'll close this episode of Amazing But True next. Mets fans are blue in the face watching this garbage every night. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. As that closes episode 158 of Amazing Mature New York Beth podcast from the New York Post. Thanks to Andrew Hartz and the intern Nick Guzman for helping me in producing the show. Subscribe to Amazing But True on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, or Amazon. Stitcher is no more. So Apple, Spotify, Google, Amazon, wherever you get podcasts. And watch us on the New York Post Sports YouTube page. Follow the Amazing But True playlist. Give us a thumbs up below if you enjoyed this episode. We appreciate it. The last episode was the most watched of our YouTube episodes all season. So thank you for everyone for watching me lose my freaking mind. Ed Figgy loses mine on Monday. Continue to watch us. We appreciate it. And listen, of course, and we appreciate that. Let us know below in the comments. Comment. What do you think of the show? What do you think of the Mets? Uh, where are you at right now? What did you think of Steve Cohen's presser? I want to hear your thoughts on the team. You could tweet me at Jake Brown Radio and tweet the show at Amazing But True. Well, the Mets will take on the Giants this weekend at City Field. The team third in the wild card, so time's ticking. Now's the time to win. Jose Quintana should be back next week. He'll have at least one more rehab start. It'll be Carrasco versus Cobb Friday, Verlander versus Di Scalfani Saturday, Peterson versus TBD Sunday. It's Sunday Night Baseball at City Field. And, uh, you know, I might go to one, but it, like I said, it is harder and harder for me to go and want to go to these games. It is bad baseball. Well, we've gone pretty long. So me and Elsa Figaro will be back Monday with a special guest. So stay tuned for that as we get you ready for the 4th of July. Fireworks are going out, off outside my apartment today. The fireworks have begun. We I hope you all enjoy your weekend. If you have a long weekend, hopefully you catch up with us. Stay safe out there. And, you know, we got a second and a half, 81 games to go. And now is the time. Let's go Mets. Some mozzarella dripping out of his beard.